In this episode of Locked on Hurricanes, I am joined by North Carolina State University men's ice pack head coach Tam Healy as we preview the upcoming season for the four-time ACCHL champions. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of this Monday afternoon. And as always, you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And as I mentioned today, I am joined by head coach of the NC State Ice Pack, Tim Healy, as we sit down and preview the team's upcoming season as their first game is this Friday on the 16th when they open up their season against Liberty University's Division I program. I had a blast being able to sit down and talk to Coach Healy again. It's been a minute since he's been on the show. You know, we talked again about previewing the season, the growth that his program has experienced, as well as the growth of youth hockey in Raleigh and the surrounding area. But before we get into that, I do want to let you guys know about Athletic Greens. And of course, Athletic Greens has been a partner here of the network for quite a while. But if you haven't checked them out yet, you're probably asking what is Athletic Greens. What is AG1? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of the things. And AG1 is a lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat Keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar with no nasty GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. It'll help support better sleep quality and recovery, supports a mental clarity and alertness. And one of the best things about Athletic Greens is that they use the best products based on the latest science with constant third-party testing, and it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than getting a cold brew every day. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements. You're investing in all-in-one nutritional insurance, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes and is trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free 
one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Now, folks, I hope you enjoy this interview that I did with head coach Tim Healy. I sure did enjoy it. Now, enjoy. Folks, I am once again joined by head coach of the NC State Ice Pack, Tim Healy. How are you doing this afternoon, coach? I'm doing well. As we're recording this, we are one week away from opening the season. Just finished our second full week of practices, so uh, a lot of excitement over here. Yeah, I'm very excited for that season. I can't wait to watch the game because actually your season opener is on my 26th birthday, so I know what I'm going to be doing that day. Well, and it, and it should be on ESPN too. Normally, Liberty games are on there when we're out there, Barn versus D1. So, uh, hopefully, that'll be a, a hopefully we'll get you a good birthday present. Oh, I'm looking forward to it regardless. Uh, and big news right now regarding the ice pack is that yesterday you announced your team captains uh, for this season. What are your thoughts on that group heading into this season? Well, I think the leadership group, it's even larger than just the team captains. Um, We have, I'm really excited for the leadership that I think this senior class is going to bring to the team and already has brought to the team. You know, coming into this year, other than Hugo, who was an alternate captain, you know, we lost all of our captains. We had co-captains last year and they've moved on. You know, Riley Johnson was our other alternate. He's moved on to to dental school. Uh, Mm -hmm. so good for Riley, but, um, so that meant, you know, a lot of leadership, you know, kind of a leadership vacuum and, and who would step up and fill it. Uh, and we've seen all of our seniors step up and fill it. Um, you know, obviously Victor Hugo as our captain, uh, he's been tremendous from the outset and he's also the team president this year. He was an alternate captain last year. Um, in the past, we've kind of stayed away from the president and captain, but just, Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes some decisions are just so obvious that that's, you know, there's no other way to go. Um, and that's a really credit to Hugo, not to any lack of the, I mean, he's just been such a steady, quiet leader, uh, for years now. I mean, you think about last year, um, to that ACCHL semifinal game where we were down three, nothing with minute 43, Mm -hmm. Victor Hugo got three points in 30 seconds to tie that game up. Uh, a goal and two assists. So, right. Like you talk about rising up and what people don't know is actually uh, he suffered a shoulder injury that game and um, was really gritting out through some pain there. So really that leadership there. Uh, Then you come back with Alex Robinson as one of the alternates. And I'm really excited for Alex Robinson this year. Um, You know, Alex Robinson is a career hundred point scorer and that's with him playing defense last year. Um, you know, he came in with Parker and Riley and kind of that vaunted freshman class that first took us to nationals. But what I'm really excited for Robo is, you know, he's kind of lived in a little bit of Riley and Parker's shadow and he stepped out of that and, and is stepping up as a leader. Um, he is back and committed like, uh, you know, he came into camp the best shape that he's ever been in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really excited for Alex Robinson. And, you know, there's just a, a sense of maturity with him as being a fifth year player that he brings to this team. Um, and what, you know, so really excited for him. Uh, and then, you know, Garrett Arini and Matt Miller, 
um, two guys that, you know, when you see them play on the ice, a little bit different styles, but always are playing hard, always playing in all three zones. Um, and, you know, when Garrett, when we handed him his A, uh, actually even got a little bit emotional about it. I think mm-hmm. for both of those guys, it's it means a lot to him. I think it means a lot to all four guys, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's what you want. It. You want it to be meaningful for, you know, for the rest of the team to see how much it means to those four guys. Um, but I don't want to, you know, and the other seniors in this class too, you know, Ricky Frosh as a D has stepped up as a leader. Alex Fong is back for fifth year. Um, you know, so you're seeing leadership, you know, all throughout up and down the lineup, Eric Daniel and goal, uh, has looked good and, you know, has been, you know, stepped up his voice in the locker room. So again, the, the leadership, it isn't just, uh, the four guys with the yeah. letter right now. It's, it's that whole senior class. And I, I believe whether it be, um, elite high school sports or elite college sports, you really, with the exceptions of say like college basketball and one and dones, you really only go as far as your senior leadership takes you. Mm-hmm. And I'm a real big believer in that. Um, and, you know, you saw that back in the day with Sam Beneshevitz when we first went to nationals, right? It was that mm-hmm. class that wasn't going to be denied. Um, and this senior class has a little bit of that, uh, that moxie to him right now. Yeah, I cannot wait to see. You actually touched on, you know, losing some guys uh, heading into the season. One thing I've always found fascinating with you guys, college hockey, college football, basketball, regardless of the college sport, is that there's a lot more turnover in college sports than opposed to professional sports. And for, you know, you guys, you know, four straight ACC, HL titles, two uh, national qualifiers, and you got, you know, like Alabama football, you know, just year after year, so successful. Just as a coach, how are you able to motivate your players to – continue to have that level of sustained success year after year when you can't lock a guy up to like a eight year contract or, or whatever, you know? I, yeah. I, I think that's, I think there's two ways there's two components. Well, there's more than just two components of it. I think the first part is, you know, we as coaches, we are ultimately stewards of the program, right? Mm-hmm. Cause we'll be here longer than the players will, right? Like that's the plan. Mm-hmm. But each individual team, that is a unique team unto itself. And it's re- and it's the captains and the seniors. That's their team to take a hold of and lead. And again, we as coaches are stewards of it, putting them in the positions and, you know, the long-term view of the program and where we want to be, schedules, opponents, and places like that. That's really up for us as the coaches to guide. You know, obviously, prep game plan tactics on coaches mm-hmm. too. But when it comes down to it, the want and desire each year, that comes from the players. And a lot of that is culture handed down year to year to year from the players and, you know, what they saw as freshmen coming up through. And I think what I'm really excited for this senior class and you talk about the reloading, you know, like Alabama football and places like that is we have a really large freshman class. And if you think about our sophomore class is pretty large too. We are really heavy on the freshmen and sophomores, mm-hmm. which makes the leadership of the seniors this year that more that much more important because they're going to impact the type of team we have when that freshman and when those freshmen and sophomores are seniors. So if you think about the seniors now, they were impacted by guys like work by like Ryan Kenny and you know the great captaincy he had. The guys that graduated last year were impacted by Sam Banashevitz and you know, so that kind of cycle that goes through. 
Um, so one of the things I'm excited, again, is you have this great leadership class, great culture class in our senior class, and they're going to really be able to shape this freshman and sophomore class, will, which will help keep this cycle going. Because it's a really talented, uh, our freshman and sophomore classes are super talented, but if the culture is right, it doesn't matter. And that's what the seniors are really doing a great job of right now. Yeah. Uh, and you touched on earlier, you know, you're playing uh, Liberty's D1 program on ESPN2. And, you know, something I've noticed just as a fan, and obviously someone that follows the team, you know, cover the team here on the show is that it seems like over the past, you know, couple years or so, the program, you guys and the women's program has really just grown in popularity in the area. And now you're able to, get these D one opponents like this. That's how you're opening the season. You got a really great schedule heading into this season. How is it, you know, as a coach, you know, and someone, you know, that's obviously with the team seeing this growth year after year. Well, I think there's, you know, there's two parts of that too, right? This growth is one, we've been able to tap into the Raleigh hockey community, mm -hmm. which, you know, hockey in Raleigh is just exploding right now. Um, whether it be the Canes, whether it be youth programs, um, currently sitting in the office of Calvert Ice Sports, which is a, a four-sheet a four rink we're developing out in Holly Springs, right? Like, so all this stuff is happening right now, which is really exciting. So one, being able to tap into that. Uh, two, the NC State community itself. One, NC State as a school has just become such a desirable academic school to come, come to, which is mm -hmm. awesome. Uh, and three, once you're there, the, the spirit of our fans and alumni and or it's just tremendous. You know, the, uh, the, the spirit and the passion of NC State fans is awesome. And, you know, I love seeing and I can't wait to see it, that first home game or that first UNC game. The guys come out of the locker room and, you know, after warmups and it's kind of full and then they come out after warmups and it's like, wow. Mm -hmm. this is their first look at the passionate fans and, you know, that look in their eye of like, Oh yeah, I made the right choice coming here. Uh, and then they tell their friends that, and it keeps coming around. Right. And it just kind of starts feeding the beast itself. Um, and also feeding the beast too, is again, Raleigh youth hockey just keeps churning out better and better and better players. Uh, and some sure they go on and they play NCAA division three or NCAA division one, but it's churning out enough players now and high quality players where, you know what, we don't, there's enough for us. There's enough to go play NCAA and, and, you know, really still compete at a high level. Yeah. That was something else I was going to ask you about. It's just the way youth hockey has grown. We talked about that, you know, the last time you're on the show and it seems like since then it's grown even more. I know you're obviously a dad as well, along with NC state's head coach. So yeah, just seeing yeah, the growth of youth hockey, you know, you mentioned, you know, the rink, you know, you're working at developing now, uh, weight competition center and just all these places just popping up. It, it's crazy to think about this. This wasn't around whenever I was a kid, you know, and it's crazy to think about. And yeah, it is absolutely great for the youth. It's great for your program, women's program. It's great for all of these programs in the area. And I'm absolutely loving to see it right now. Well, yeah. And, you know, the other thing, too, is and you're seeing this even on the NHL level, mm -hmm. right, is Raleigh becoming a, a, a hockey destination. Um, you know, if you think about it, 
you have Brett Burns, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Max Patch, like they're the, well, more Brett Burns at the end of their career chasing a cup mode. Mm-hmm. Now Burns has a no trade clause, right? Yep. He's coming to Raleigh, right? Like, and he got here in August and started working. Oddly enough, so did Pacioretty. Maybe <laughs> we would have been better off to come and start yeah. working out in August. Um, and so like, you know, those were, and I, I don't know what patches, uh, no trade clause was or wasn't, but in the case of Burns, right? Like this was a choice to come here to chase that cup mm-hmm. as a destination. Uh, you know, Stasny, I think Stasny's contract was a little bit of a discount, uh, mm-hmm. to come and chase something. Right. Um, so it's not just on the, it's on every level. Then you look at the youth level, right? Uh, you know, we've, opened up finally with Wake Competition Center and Visalign Arena, you know, a high-end arena, a high-end place to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, and we have another one coming, uh, which is needed too, right? So hockey is roughly, the participants in hockey, uh, and I don't have the stats in front of me, youth hockey have roughly tripled in the last 15 years, but we've only added one sheet of ice. So, mm-hmm. you know, essentially we're out of ice right now. We've outgrown yeah. it, which is, which you know, that it, it's a real problem. It's a good problem to have mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things rather that than the other way. Uh, and how that all impacts NC State is the more great players and more great development we have, uh, the more players that are going to be able to get into NC State and come and compete for us. You know, our hardest issue for NC State in getting players is frankly getting them accepted to the school. Once mm-hmm. a kid gets into NC State, we yield that player. It's such a great school. Great program. Once they come in, once they get in, they're coming to NC State. Yeah, it, it's it's a great problem to have. You're you're exactly right. Uh, and you know, we talk about you know opening night uh, for you guys, September sixteenth against Liberty. Obviously, you can't give a whole lot away about your game plan heading into that game. You don't want some Liberty folks listening to the show, but. Just heading into the, that game, what is what are you telling your players uh, heading into that game? Good question. You know, I'm so I'm almost in a little bit of preseason camp mode right now as mm-hmm. we're putting in stuff. Um, I think you know one of the things I told them last night was when we go on the road, there aren't too many places that are packed houses. We're lucky that when we're home, we're pretty much a packed house most of the time. So one, enjoy that atmosphere, but two, you know, you're gonna have to focus through it, um, and as far as what to tell them it's it's execute right like we've been putting stuff in for the last couple of weeks and it's it's time to go and execute that stuff whether it be the power play the penalty kill um whatever that case might be the d zone it's time to put it to test under live fire um and you know you talk about pressure testing we'll probably be the best team we play all year right Mm -hmm. so um on one hand that's a really tough game to open up with on the other hand right like Anything that isn't clicking is going to get exposed right away for us to go and fix, right? So we're not kind of a, a paper tiger. Like we know we can fix it and get it ready to go. Uh, and then, you know, the following week we have Drexel as our home opener and then our league opener two weeks from then for UNC. So it really gives us an opportunity uh, to be ready as we really dive into Division Two play. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, my girlfriend went to Liberty, so whenever uh... – God, was it last season or the season before? Whenever uh, Liberty was ranked and undefeated in football and State blocked the field goal uh, that would have won the game. Oh, I I love it. I can't wait to be able to do the same thing with this game uh, coming up. Of just rub it in her face. I cannot wait for it. Um, 
and you mentioned uh you know the UNC games those are obviously really really big games uh on a local level you know the rivalry with NC State and I remember I think it was 2019 Governor's Cup at PNC Arena is like half of the lower bowl, you know, completely filled. And, you know, we talk about, you know, the growth of the program, you know, obviously Governor's Cup is a ways away. It's in, I think, towards the end of November. Um, what do you think the lower bowl will look like this year heading into it? Well, you know, in theory, I think just as much, you know, mm-hmm. just as bowl, you know, particularly with, um, UNC is much stronger now. So that's, that's great. You know, and, and I do want to caution, like it's not entirely set no. that it will happen at PNC yet. Okay. Uh, there's always stuff to work out with them. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, our mine and coach Volkman's, our goal, our real goal would be to actually have the governor's cup played at Carter Finley and we're a ways away from that, mm-hmm. uh, getting any type of confirmation there, but like that's, really where we would love for that game to be played this year um but you know it's that's an nhl event and you know there's a lot of nhl controls on that Mm -hmm. um typically you know last year vandy and tennessee played at nissan stadium when it was at the cotton bowl texas and texas a&m played so that has been something that typically has happened with the local acha teams in the past uh hopefully we can bring that and have that happen again uh, to answer your question there, if we're at Carter Finley, do I see half of the lower bowl filled on that one? I don't know. 55,000 seat stadium. That might be a little bit taller order, yeah. uh, but uh, that, that would still would be a great atmosphere. And I think that's mine and uh, coach Volkman's goal for it. That would be absolutely awesome. I'm going to the state home opener on tomorrow, tomorrow. actually. Uh, and, you know, to be able to see, you know, you guys out there play, would be absolutely insane. Uh, and of course the hurricanes in February, you know, that's obviously going to be really cool as well, but you mentioned Drexel and I got a specific question with that one. I had a friend or I have a friend that went to Drexel, uh, and your home opener is against them. What do you have to say to that friend of mine? Uh, as far as any quote unquote fighting words, um, first of all, I hope he lives in the area and comes and buys a ticket and goes to the game. So that's the <laughs> first thing I would say to your friend. Um, the second thing I would say is um, I would just be ready for a very energetic pack that day, right? The home opener, first time in front of the crowd. I'm not going to say any fighting words. You know, yeah. I don't want to give any bulletin board material. Yeah, uh, of course. But I, I think, you know, that their league is the league that they're up in in the mock is a good league. Um, I think we play a little bit differently with our style than some of the teams in that league and uh, just be ready for, you know, wide open, uh, exciting up and down hockey. Well, hopefully not too much down, just hopefully up. Yeah. Uh, and one final question. Yeah. Just a general question for the fans. What can the fans expect from you and your team this year? I, this might be the team other that I've been most excited about since I've been here. And that goes back to my time as an assistant. What I'm really excited about is I think, not, I think I know we, you know, we graduated a great core of players that had a lot of success last year. I know we've restocked that core and rebuilt a core that we can make another run on uh, for years to come. So what I'm going to say is in the early part of the season, there might be some names that you don't know yet, 
uh, but you're going to get to know them really fast um, because they are young, they're good, they're hungry, uh, and we have the right leadership up top to you know point them in the direction we need to go. All right, Coach. I'm very, very excited for this season coming up. Like I said, I'm going to be watching that season opener on the 16th. That's how I'm going to be celebrating my birthday. Uh, and thank you once again for coming on the show to talk about your team. And, folks, make sure you go out and support this program. Go to a game, buy a T-shirt, buy a hat, whatever it. It, whatever it may be. Support this program. Support the women's program as well. And good luck on the season, Coach. All right. Thanks, Jared. Thanks for having us on. And go Pack. Go Pack.